0: Good morning, Nachum. Good erev Shabbos, everybody. And hope everybody is well and uh, safe, which is very important. We're focusing on all the mitzvahs, but especially on the mitzvah of being especially careful, taking care of Hashem's body that He has entrusted to each and every one of us. And therefore we have a halachic obligation, to be safe, and uh, to follow the rulings of the medical authorities and of our halakhic authorities. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading the two partials of Sazria and Mitzorah. According to the Chinuch, Pashas Sazria contains five positive mitzvos and two restrictions, and Sazria contains eleven positive mitzvos. We have a total then of 16 positive mitzvos and two restrictions in this coming week's parashios. They probably constitute two of the hardest mitzvos of the Torah because we have to take not just one step back but two steps back and ask ourselves, wait a minute, is our Torah a medical journal? If one God forbid, burns themselves in the kitchen. So, do they run to the Torah to look and see what kind of a salve you put on your hand for a burn? Of course not. So, if that's the case, why does the Torah single out one disease which, for lack of a better term, we call tzara'as as as leprosy, and it does have some uh, connection with the disease of what modern science would call leprosy, in that badad shave We had it first, the concept of quarantining. The leper, in this case here, the moshavo, he's to reside outside the camp. But there it's not because of a... Um, communicable disease. We don't find that the Kohen who treats him as opposed to the dermatologist had to wear special garments and put on a mask. No, we don't find that at all. And in fact, the Mishnahists demonstrate that, interestingly, there was probably no greater concentration of Jews together except during the time of the Shalosh Regalim. Hundreds of thousands gathered in a very small area called Yerushalayim, called the Beis Amigdash. And if you happen to be standing next to somebody who you think, "Uh-oh, this fella has saras," instead of telling everybody, "Get away, get away!" Shh. No, we don't look at it until after the Yom Tov. And a during his sheva brachos. Again, we don't look at it till after the week of Sheva Brachos. So we see very clearly that we're not dealing with a communicable disease. We're dealing with, as our rabbis tell us in the Gemara Eirachim, that Mitzorah is really a contraction of Motzi Ra. And because a person spoke badly, lashon HaRa, so HaKadosh Baruch literally steps in and corrects it before it can get any worse. Now this, in order to appreciate it, let's understand. The Torah tells us that tzara'as can manifest itself in one of three ways, either on the body or on the clothing or on the house. Now regarding these last two, the um, on the clothing, we're not talking about a stain, we're talking about a literal plague emanating in the fabric of the garden garment and on the walls of the house, I'm going to read to you the Ramban translated, and this is found in Sazria, chapter 13, pasuk 47. Take a look at this Ramban. It is so fundamental to our appreciating these two parashios. Says the Ramban, on the Pasuk, when there shall be a tzora'as affliction, on a garment, says the Ramban, this is not natural at all and does not exist in the natural world. The same is true of houses' afflictions. Rather, the Jewish people perfect their ways before Hashem when we are living in Eretz Yisrael. Says the Ramban, the Spirit of the Lord rests upon them constantly to keep their bodies, clothing, and houses looking good. However, when one of them sins, an ugliness, or what we call a disease, arises on his body, clothing, or house, to show that Hashem has left him. Therefore, the verse says, venosati, venosati, my words I'm emphasizing, God says, I will place on a house in the land of your possession. For it is a divine plague upon that house. And behold, this applies only in the land which is Hashem's portion, only in the land of Israel, as it says, when you come into the land of Canaan that I give you. The reason for this is not because this mitzvah, is a land-oriented obligation, such as truma, which means that the very grain that grows in the land of Israel has a certain sanctity. No, this has nothing to do with peor, leaving a corner of your field to the poor, which you don't have to do outside of Israel. Rather, here goes, it is because this disease will occur only in the the chosen land where the eminent Lord dwells. And Chazal further teach in Torah's Kohonim that houses can become impure with Soraas only after the Jews conquer and divide the land and everyone recognizes his own portion. The reason being because then their minds are settled enough to recognize Hashem and the Shechina will dwell in their midst. I also believe that clothing afflictions apply only in the land. The Torah did not need to exclude Chutzla Urs from these type of afflictions because they never appear there. Amazing. What you have in these two partios are what I like to call Yisurin Shel Ahavah. What does that mean? That these are afflictions of love, because God has a very special personal relationship with each and every individual in Eretz Yisrael, and therefore commensurate with their own spiritual development and closeness to Hashem, like somebody in a parade. If somebody steps out of line, well, immediately the director of the parade will correct them. Hashem, too, immediately sets in doing that person a great favor, and that way keeping them in check and not allowing them to stray off the path. So what comes out of Parshios Sazria mitzora is, whoa, so much that we cannot understand, so much which is what you want to call easy, metaphysical, mystical, beneath the surface, but it shows one thing. One, that Hashem runs the world. Two, the specialness of Eretz Yisrael. And if you think about it, It's important every once in a while to pause and connect ourselves to Eretz Yisrael. Take something simple as Birkas Hamazon. Do you stop and pause, especially now that we have a little bit more time? And certainly on Shabbos when you have to wash. But if during the week and you are having a sandwich, you're eating bread, your first paragraph was, Thank you, Hashem, for the tuna sandwich. Wonderful. What's your next paragraph? You thought you're finished. No, you're not. Nodel Lecha Hashem We give thanks to you, Hashem. For what? Eretz Chemda Tovar Chava. Thanking you for the special gift of Eretz Yisrael. Excuse me. What does Eretz Yisrael have to do with the tuna sandwich that I ate? And I think it's not a good question. I think it's a very good question. And I'd like to suggest an answer. And one answer to that question is that we should realize Ooh, that Eretz Yisrael is the Tsinor, is the channel, is the source of blessing. And that which we have blessing in our lives today, that which we have the grain. Don't tell me that the bread and the grain, the wheat, didn't grow in Eretz Yisrael. It might have grown, you know, in Iowa. No, no, it all comes from the bracha of Eretz Yisrael. And this is something, again, which is most significant and most important. I want to share with you another Ramban. This Ramban is found in Parsha's Vayera. And the Ramban is explaining why Hashem <coughs> destroyed Stom the Amora. And he says so powerfully, Vida, and this is in chapter 19 of Bereshia's Posec 5. Ki mishpat stom Eretz Yisrael. You want to know why Hashem destroyed Stoman namora? Amora? It's because of the specialty of the land of Israel, which cannot kihi mechlal nachlas Hashem. This is the inheritance of God, God's land. Ve'einah soveles anshe to'evos. This land has its own character. The character of Eretz Yisrael is different. It just does not tolerate the immorality. It does not tolerate the idolatry. And therefore, <coughs> excuse me, this land had to be destroyed. And therefore, he concludes <speaking in Hebrew> the other nations who were contemporaries of Sodom, <speaking in Hebrew> and God did not do this to them. <speaking in Hebrew> It was all because of the greatness of Eretz Israel. Kisham Hechal Hashem. There, this is the uh, nothing less than the domain and the literally the kingdom of Hashem. And that's why he destroyed Sodom. We are today unfortunately locked out of our Bate K'neisiyos. And we know what that means. We know that we can't say, Amen Heshme Rabbah, uh, we can't say Kedusha, we can't have Kriya Satora, we can't, we can't have a Shebe Kedusha, but I want to suggest one other factor. There's a very fascinating Gemara in Brachos Davches Amaralev, whereby Rabbi Yochanan was told, I want you to know the Gemara says they told Rabbi Yochanan that there were elderly people in Bovel. So he, oh how could that be? After all, the Pesach says as we say at the end of the second paragraph of the Shema every day come on on the land right? on the land, referring to the land of Israel and the inference is not in Chutz L'Aretz. So how could there be people? Ah, oh, they told him. Kivan de mekadme leh mekadmei They told Rabbi Yochanan that there are people that get up early to go to shul, and people that stay late. Rashi says on the word mechashchei that, listen carefully, ma'arichin It's not... That's, they go to the shul but they spend time there namely they're not saying aleinu halfway out the door the idea is that they're attached to the Beisach Knesses. whoa says Rabbi and this is what gives them the longevity I have to read you one line from the Marsha on that Gemara because this line is so powerful says the Ram Maharsha. what does that mean? Ha'inu ta'ima de'be'i knishta de the synagogues outside of Israel, heim It's as if they are literally in Eretz Yisrael. When you walk into your local synagogue, wherever you are, where are you walking into? That's right. You're walking into Eretz Israel sharei kovah sham the Eretz Yisrael. Because the Gemara in Megillah. 29a tells us that in the future, the Batei that we have in Chutzla Aretz are going to be transported and transplanted to Eretz Yisrael. So you know what else we're missing these days? We're missing part of Eretz Yisrael. They say in the name of the grah, when he finished davening, you know what he did? He walked Dalit Amos in his Beisach Knesses. Why did he walk six feet in his base Knesset, he did so because I am walking six feet in Eretz Yisrael. Well, what can I tell you? This is exceedingly powerful. Our golos that we are in, and unfortunately, didn't appreciate enough, because what are we missing here? What's wrong? We've got everything. The end of the parasha talks about taras ha-mishpacha, we have mikvaos. we have erevin, we've got it all, we've got kosher Chinese food. What else do we need? We need, I believe, to be reminded that we're not yet there by a long shot. Those of us who are still not yet home in Eretz Yisrael, that's got to be the focus. Finally, there's Eretz Yisrael and the Adoma of Eretz Yisrael. Forgive me for hitting a little bit below the belt, but what do we do for those that are buried in Chutzla Aretz? The minog of the Hevra Kadisha is to put some of the earth of Eretz Yisrael into the Oron, and we're buried with that earth as well. Let's enjoy it while we are alive let's get back I pray with all of you very soon into the Bate Kinesios and let our appreciation and love for Eris Yisrael become all the stronger as a result of these partios of Sazria and Mitzora. Shabbat Shalom to all